What's up, aliens? It's Big Al. Welcome to another Dump Sports Empire. We've got our favorite guests back. Willie couldn't hop on, but we've got uh, Chris Evans and we've got Fat T. Um, we're going to talk a little college football. We're going to talk some NFL preview for next week. Big, big weekend. Let's start with chronological order, Pitt and West Virginia. Travis Howe, you were at the game. What was yeah, it like? I was lucky enough to go to the game. Uh, Willie, the other guy that was on last time, he's on staff. And then guy I played high school football with, he's one of the strength coaches there. Uh, we <laughs> we didn't get to see kickoff because we got stuck in traffic heading out to Pittsburgh, as is tradition, because it might be some of the worst road systems in America out there. But it was packed. I would say it was probably a 70-30 split between Pitt and West Virginia fans, the parking lots were covered in beer cans. It was a Thursday night. I doubt anyone in the city of Pittsburgh went to work the next day, and I doubt anyone went to classes at Pitt the next day. But it was a fun game. First half was super def- like defense-oriented, which I love. I love watching low-scoring games as long as it's like good football. But and then the second half, uh, they really onslaught of points. I think the over hit in that game for a point that had, or for a game that had 20 points in the first half is pretty obscene. Uh, both of USC's former quarterbacks looked pretty good in the game. Slovis ended up with over 300. And I forget how much West Virginia ended with, but it was it was a fun game to watch. Probably the third best game I've ever been to live football wise. Uh, and West Virginia has a dog at running back. He's a freshman. He's 6'2", 240. And he averaged like 12 yards a carry. So that's someone to keep an eye out on. And then West Virginia also had a wide receiver that was pretty good. Pretty good wide receiver one. I think he was like 6'2 or 6'3, probably 2'10, 220. So those are two players that really stuck out to me during that game. But it's good to see the backyard brawl back. Pretty idiotic that they didn't have that game for 11 years. And then, honestly, that kicked off the football season, like, what were there like 12 games the week before none of those fucking matter yeah, <laughs> like that percent that's that is the start of college football and that's how everyone looks at it they should do that every year with a crazy like rivalry game like backyard bar- brawl would be great um someone else had a rivalry this week i forgot who it was but um no it was a great game i was going to ask about the two usc quarterbacks we got uh jt daniels was a five star um that went to usc obviously towards acl he they sucked his freshman year but then they tore his ACL. Keaton Slows kind of took over after that. And then Keaton Slows kind of fell off last year. And Jackson Dart started taking over for him. We've just got – we're spreading our wild oats of these transfer quarterbacks. We got Jackson Dart at Ole Miss. We got um, Keaton Slows at Pitt. And then we've got JT Daniels at um, West Virginia. So I love I love the backyard brawl. I love the fact that we start with this massive rivalry. Um, a lot of good games this weekend. Some not-so-good games. I wanted to talk about Oregon, Georgia. So news came out, I think, before the weekend that we were moving to a 12-team playoff, or maybe it was on Saturday in the midst of all these games, um, 12-team playoff starting in 2026. So this moves into a prime example. Everyone's argument against it was that it's going to be the same four teams that are good, right? It's always going to be your Bamas, your Ohio States, your Clemsons, and your Georgias. Um, LSU gets mixed in there sometimes. Notre Dame sometimes makes it, but they don't do anything. So this is a prime example, Georgia, number three, Oregon, 11, Georgia was on a, it was like they were playing a different sport. It was like a high school team versus a D one team. Georgia kicked the absolute shit out of Oregon. What are your guys' thoughts on the 12 team playoff? 
I think 12 is too many. Um, just because you're going to get stuff like that. You know, there's going to be like all these teams are good. Obviously, they're ranked in the top 25. So part of it can come down to having an easier schedule. Part of it can come down to them just being good. And there are going to be some teams that miss out that could potentially pull an upset. But I think 12 teams is too many. Um, you know, every year there's going to be either one to one to two, maybe three teams that are like that upper echelon. These are the teams that nobody can really touch. And you're going to get those teams playing 12, 11, and 10 seeds, and they're going to beat the absolute shit out of them just for the sake of the NCAA making more money by having more games and it be in the playoff. You know, <clears throat> there is a chance that we could maybe get an upset here and there, but I would have thought, you know, going to eight maybe would have been why good. Not, why not start with eight? Think, you jumped immediately to 12. Yeah. So yeah, they've got you, the... you tripled you tripled the amount of teams mm-hmm. and i just think that that's too much like for the longest time they're like no we want to stick with four that's all we want honestly why not i mean i just i don't understand moving to 12 i think eight would have been a good number to stay at for a little bit and see how it worked and see if there's some upsets if an eight can knock off a one but you know obviously they have this in mind and they're going to go with it and we'll see how it works out i mean i'm not going to be mad about more football but in the same hand, it's like, are these going to be quality games? And that's the that's the whole thing I was thinking too. I love more meaningful games, but you think about even in the playoff era, when is the last time there was like a real upset in a playoff game? I I think the first one that comes to my mind is when you guys beat Alabama. What was that twenty fifteen? Yeah, when we we yeah. won the first yeah we won, we won the national national championship football playoff. Year. So yeah, that we, was Ohio State knocking off <laughs> Alabama. That was the year, Chris. You and I went to Ohio State, Michigan. And that was fucking yeah. epic. Yeah, because um, that was the year that was that's the best football. Travis said the third best football game he's ever been to was the backyard brawl. The best one I've ever been to was that one that we went to, the Ohio State Michigan game. Yeah. Because JT Barrett broke his ankle in that game. Mm-hmm. And that was what started the Cardale train. Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott was a beast. I remember Eli Apple was there. There was probably a shitload of NFL stars there. I'm sure Michael mm-hmm. Thomas was there. Um there was that was a stacked ass team, and that was I think that was like the first year of the playoff and everyone's like, oh, there can be crazy upsets. You kind of think about like March Madness. There's always crazy upsets. That's not going to happen. I mean, we like that Ohio State upset Alabama that year, but I don't see that happening. So I think it's 12 teams, right? So I think the, the top four teams get a buy. So you'll never see a one versus a 12. Like, I just don't yeah. think it's going to happen. So you just imagine your your Bama, your Ohio State, your Clemson, your Georgia. They're just sitting there at top four, right? I think it's the current top four. So they're sitting there at top four. They get a bye. You got your five is going to play 12, six is going to play 11, and so on and so on. I just don't see – you're going to add these dipshit teams. You're going to add a Boise State in there to go play uh, an SEC team, or you're going to add some Mountain West team, um, whoever's going to win the MAC. It could be, um, it could be Ohio. It could be, I mean, even like Cincinnati, Cincinnati went in, got skull raped last year. Michigan went in, played terribly against Georgia or um, yeah, Georgia. I mean, I feel like we're adding as many teams as we want and we're going to get the same result. Is that kind of what you guys are thinking as well? I, I'm a proponent of one, the NCAA taking back the college football playoff because right now they have nothing to do with it. So do, not many people know this. Division 1A FBS football is the only NCAA sport that does not have an NCAA champion associated with it. They sold the rights to their championships. So 
The college football playoff has nothing to do with the NCAA. I'm a proponent of either moving to a 16 field team field or like a 28 in the top four uh, get buys. Uh, that's how every other level of football works from division three to FCS. I know I was lucky enough when I was out at Illinois state, we made it all three years and we made the national championship one year as like a nine or a 10 seed, something like that. So I, I think you have your automatic qualifiers, each division winner or a conference winner. And then it's just at large picks after that. Uh, I think that would make some of these group of five schools realize like, Oh yeah, we can't play with the big boys and they'll stop their bitching essentially. Like, Hey, we let one in, like, and it didn't end pretty. Like, don't say you want more. So I, I would like to see an extended field from even the, the 12 they have now and just eliminate all these pointless bowl games. Like, but yeah, I guess I, I could get behind that. Like, you know, it's, if you got rid of it's super games. diluted. It's super diluted. Like, there's some bowl games that's just like, <clears throat> this was a five win team. They went mm-hmm. five and seven. Like, yeah. why, why are the, like those kids go to the bowl games? It's a great experience. They get like $700 of free shit. Like, but you went five and seven to get free shit. They're like, dumping like French fries on their coach after they win. <laughs> stupid, right. stupid as fuck. The, the Idaho potato bowl. <laughs> be like, well, that should be the national championship. The like, Idaho every year. Instead of guessing like the Gatorade color, you have to guess the type of potato. Like, are these fingerlings or russets? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm all for meaningful games, like I said. If it's gonna, if it's gonna be boring as shit the first week, then what's the point? Because you're gonna get to what the the seven's gonna play the ten. So it'll be eight and nine seed will play each other. Um, how many of these teams are gonna be SEC teams? You got Texas A&M is gonna be up there. Ole Miss could sneak up there. Mississippi State maybe could sneak up there. Florida just upset the number seven team in the country. Um, Tennessee's playing decent football right now. Like soon, soon to be Texas, soon to be Oklahoma. <laughs> it's just going to be a, a Big Ten SEC showdown every year. They're going to throw cool. their six best that teams. W- that would be awesome because think about like March Madness. Like think about how big league association is with that. Like that would be awesome going into a bowl season. It's like, oh, we have five teams. They have seven teams. Let's see who's who's the best conference that way. At what point would we just get to March Madness football style? We just play Alabama would play like Creighton in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that that should be illegal. That should for sure be illegal. So, speaking of Alabama, they kick the shit out of Utah State. I need to look up how much Utah State gets to go because I think they play them every year. Every year, Alabama's got these soft ass games, but they get away with it because they have a hard SEC schedule. Um, so speaking of Pac-12, speaking of SEC, um, number seven, Utah lost to unranked Florida. So this, going back to the same point with the 12-team playoff, Utah's ranked number seven. They're supposed to be solid. Can't even beat an unranked SEC team. Is Should it just be the SEC show? Should it just be if we get to these mega conferences, USC, UCLA joining the Big Ten, um, Oregon's talking about the Big 12. I don't know if that's going to happen. The Pac-12 is talking about absorbing like San Diego State and a bunch of whack teams, the um, Western Athletic Conference. So San Diego State's the Boise State's. Um, I don't know if that's sustainable long term. They're going to change it again. They might change it down to eight or they might go up to 16, like you were saying. What was the question? 
<laughs> I think I was just rambling on about different shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is the world's shittiest sports podcast. But I've no, we were we were talking about you were talking about Florida. Did you guys you guys see the highlight? I didn't watch the game, but I watched the highlights. <laughs> Their obviously. quarterback's a dog. That, that two yeah. point conversion he pulled off with the fake the pump fake spin move. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here! I, that was I know insane. When he was recruited, there was a lot of Cam Newton comparisons. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously the dude's a dual threat quarterback, and I mean. If, if that's his that's his coming out game right there, and that's and you beat the number seven team in the country, oh, he's, he's gay. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Howe's a big proponent of homosexual quarterbacks. Quarterbacks under center. <laughs> let's get to my um, let's get to my favorite squad, USC Rice. I know you guys probably didn't watch the game because, first of all, first and foremost, fuck the Pac-12 network. This is why we're leaving. This is why everyone's freaking. I spent an hour and a half trying to figure out how the fuck to watch this game on the Pac-12 network. I have Hulu live. Pac-12 network's not on Hulu live. I asked my mom for her cable login. It's not on, oh, what does she have? She had like Frontier or something. I had to call my mother-in-law so she could log in on her laptop for me to watch USC's game on the Pac-12 network. They make this shit so inaccessible. This is why everyone's leaving. But USC handles business, 66-14 over Rice. The... Caleb Williams looked all right. He, I think, only had three incompletions, had two touchdowns. Jordan Addison looked good. Our run game looked good. Defense, we had three pick sixes, two of them in the second half, I believe. But the, um, it wasn't really a good defensive showing. You guys were talking shit. It was tied 14-14 for most of the first half. Um, all three of our pick sixes were passes that were bounced off the receiver's hands, literally right in their face. Ball bounced up. Literally all three of them. I'll show you all three of them. Bounce off the receiver's face. Our defense needs to step their shit up. Just like, well, actually the opposite of Ohio State. You guys had a great defense, and your offense needs to step it up a little bit, according to Chris. So talk me through that game. How did Ohio State look? Notre Dame, I knew was going to blow it because they suck in big games. But how's Ohio State looking? The the first half was rough. I mean, just you don't expect that. I mean, obviously, it's a tough first game. You know, we don't we don't schedule teams like Rice because we like to play for national championships. Shut but the um, fuck up. <laughs> no, I'm gonna look but, at who your first game was no, last year because you guys always have a cake schedule in the beginning. No, we we got an we got an easy one next week. But, but um, the first half was tough to watch. We looked like shit. Um, Stroud was missing throws that he normally makes. So it's, but it's ranked. They're ranked based off of their name, but their defense looks solid this year. Um, you know, obviously time will tell if their defense is really good or if our offense was just out of whack. It doesn't help that Jackson Smith and Jigba got hurt pretty early on in the game. And when he did play, he was limping and then he didn't play very much at all in the second half. So that's a huge weapon that comes out of the game. All of our other receivers are guys that are just starting to get playing time this year because we obviously we lost Alave and Garrett Wilson. But the thing that Ohio State has that can carry them through games is how good our fucking running backs are. You know, Travion Henderson is, you know, tabbed as a potential Heisman candidate running back. Um, Mayan Williams, that dude is a bowling ball. That dude does not get tackled easily. He, He is constantly breaking one to two tackles and then fighting for three, four extra yards when he is being wrapped up. So watching those two run the ball is just going to be an awesome thing for uh, Ohio State fans this year. But the biggest story of the game was how our defense looked. 
Because last year, we just got destroyed every game, even against teams that were not very good because our defense was just awful. Brought in a new coordinator. He's aggressive. You know, the only reason Notre Dame scored the one touchdown they scored was because our defensive coordinator ran a corner blitz first play of the game. The defender that was on the receivers went to swat the ball, missed it, and it went for like 60 yards plus a personal foul at the end. So they were right into scoring position right away. But that was it. Other than that, they only had a field goal. The one name that stuck out to me, and there were a couple, but the one name that stuck out to me for Ohio State's defense was Michael Hall Jr., defensive tackle, absolute dog. So normally over the past five years, Ohio State's been known for these monstrous defensive end, edge rushing, just animals. When Michael Hall Jr. is an interior D lineman, which we haven't really had any great interior D linemen, at least not in the, in the mem- like recent past. You know, we've had big guys like Cam Hayward and a couple mm-hmm. other guys that have went on to the league. But Michael Hall Jr., I think he had two sacks, just constantly pressuring quarterbacks from the inside. That is, that's huge. You know, if you can get pressure from the inside of the defensive line, then that's going to really wreck a team because quarterbacks, obviously, if you're getting edge pressure, you can step up, somewhat avoid that if you have a tackle that's willing to stick with the play. But if you got somebody caving that line in, then there's not a whole lot a quarterback can do. That could be a game wrecker for the Big Ten. You think about great offensive lines. You got, sad to say it, you got Iowa as a great offensive line school. You got Wisconsin's a great offensive line school. Hopefully having that elite, D tackle put you guys. Well, I mean, you don't have problems with those teams anyway, but I mean, it'll help your cause. So I liked what you said about you've got, unfortunately, Jack, Jackson Smith and Jigma hurt, but you've got literally the deepest wide receiver room the country has ever seen. So at that point, it's pretty much yeah. next man up. You got Julian Fleming, Emeka Egbuka. Um, so Fleming didn't do much. Um, that was noted like by the announcers that he didn't really make make too many appearances um Mm -hmm. it just didn't really make any plays but Egbuka had quite a few plays and he returns kicks as well and he was starting to return kicks towards the end of last year and that's where he started to make his name a little bit so he's good Marvin Harrison Jr. almost had the catch of the year me and Travis were watching it and we both said like that would have been the catch of the year it just he lost it when he went to the ground it was in the end zone toe drag the entire way so, obviously, he comes from pretty good lineage. Um, I think he's going to be a stud for us. And, you know, we've got, like you said, yeah, we've got the deepest wide receiver room. We've got the kid for Maslin, uh, Ballard. Ballard. So, it's, it's, but that is an insane weapon to go without. That'd be like if USC was going without Jordan Addison right, right now. Mm-hmm. And then if, you know, some of these other teams were missing, like if Alabama was missing, you know, Bryce Young, you know, because that's uh, that's a big weapon. No, 100%. How how'd you feel about the game? I ate a pizza and fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that, fir- that first half, it was slow. It was a defensive battle. And mm-hmm. usually, like, when you see a primetime game, it's usually something you're getting a little bit more scoring with. So, what, it was 14 14- – 14 and a half? No, we were or down at half. What was it? 14, 10, 10, 10, 7. And a half. Uh, 10, I fell asleep 10, somewhere. Fell, fell asleep somewhere in the third quarter. Uh, <laughs> so, but the defense, defense was one of the biggest things. Last year, we probably would have gave up 28, 35 points there. 
which would have forced our offense to throw a little bit more downfield. But win's a win at the end of the day, especially right now. Like, that's the best win in the country so far over over the number five team. So Yeah, besides maybe Florida being unranked and beating Florida, the number seven yeah. team. Yeah. But, yeah. but, yeah, I mean. Georgia is, beating Oregon like they did. I mean, well, that's, the, that's well. the other thing with, like, these preseason rankings, like, Nobody knows. Should, should, should Oregon have been that high? No. It's like because I mean, look at it. Oregon. What, what are they? What yeah. have they done? What have they done? It's a new They've recruited. Head coach over there. That's the. I think. Year, right? Yeah, Dan Lanning, the DC from Georgia last year. Um, and watch they out, they, the... they brought in Bo Nix. <laughs> that might have been part of it too. They're like, oh, SEC quarterback, he's going to run the Pac-12. Yeah. But they recruit the shit out of Southern California, and that's why I've hated Oregon for a while. I They went to that national championship game uh, 2011, I think, against Cam Newton. Um, but they recruit the shit out of Southern California, and that's why I hate them. They pulled um, two of our linebackers up to Oregon. They, If you look at the list, like, it's Southern California, Southern California, Southern California. So they recruit the shit out of the whole West Coast. And then um, the new coach, Bo Nix, probably helps. They usually get a lot of good offensive line recruits as well. I don't know if any make the NFL, but they get a lot of beef on the line. Um, yeah, fuck Oregon. Always fuck Oregon. Um, did you, you guys watch you, the game? You brought up the you brought up Iowa somewhere in there. You want to talk about Iowa South Dakota State, dude? Iowa. Game. The first, um, it was seven three. It was two field goals, one and field. two safeties. Like, yep. One's the lot. One's the. Can you guys hear me? My internet's really unstable. Did I lose you guys? Yeah. You hear me now? Yeah. I'm gonna have to go in and edit all this. Oh. Nope, you're good. I can hear you. You can hear me? You're just okay. frozen. Yeah, yeah you're frozen. frozen a bit. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Iowa, South Dakota State. still hear this <laughs> fucking clown show. Jeez. I think the um, – I saw a stat that it was the first time a team had won – or scored seven points and not scored a touchdown. I think it was the first time in NCAA history. Um, and then the first team to win with seven points to not score a touchdown. It's – I mean – you see the part of my take guys all the time. Like that's big 10 football, right? Defense and freaking punts. If you looked at the thing, it was there like punt, 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 field goal, punt, 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 safety. It was the dumbest stat line I've ever seen. And that's typical Iowa for you. Yep. That's it. Just uh, not score many points and beating USC. Gotta love it. Yeah. That was a fluke. What, what uh, historical moments did USC have this weekend? None? Okay. Irrelevant. <laughs> we beat someone better than South Dakota State, and we beat the absolute piss out of them. People are calling for Petrus's head, the Iowa quarterback. I'm in the Iowa blogosphere. <laughs> Do you have a burner? No, I, I don't even think they have computers in Iowa, so I don't know how they would write blogs. <laughs> they found ripped hard. apart by they, Iowans again. They found it's Twitter hard. somehow. <laughs> it's got the juice. A big lump with knobs. I can't believe how fast they got, that Chipotle got that kid to do a commercial for them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Unbelievable. The last thing I got on college football is: Did you guys watch the LSU Florida State game last night? I know it was unranked, but it was actually a really good game. 
Uh, LSU has Jaden Daniels, the old ASU quarterback. He was from like 10 minutes from where I grew up. Um, he, I guess he looked all right in the first half, but then they just fell off in the second half. Um, first things first, did you guys see the worst targeting play of all time? I, no. I did not. I only saw the ending to this game. I didn't I, see I'll send else. it to you guys. So it's the, the quarterbacks staying in the pocket to go throw a ball. You got number 11 for LSU is a defensive end, untouched, sprinting at the quarterback. Doesn't go for the tackle. He headbutts the living fuck out of this guy. It was his arms didn't come up, nothing. His head went straight up into the guy's fucking face mask. It was the worst targeting play of all time. I need to send it to you. Um, I'll send it to you guys on Twitter. But what do we think? Is is Florida State back? I have Twitter. Only gays don't have Twitter. Is Florida State back or is LSU? Just no, yeah. No. LSU <laughs> is in a downward spiral ever since Coach O left. And I, I give it two um, two years before LSU is like good again. Because I mean mm-hmm. Brian Kelly's a good recruiter. Give him that. Hold on. Keep talking. I'm gonna send you guys this video. But uh, I wouldn't say they're back. I mean, I think that's that's a mid game to two like middle of the road teams. You know, you can't say that a team's back based off of that. I mean, look at was it last year? Texas won one big game, bigger game, and, and said we're back. No, Texas get back. the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Throw those horns down. No, I've watched a lot of Jaden Daniels over the years because a uh, kid from my high school was the running back out at Arizona State before he transferred to Ohio State this year. Uh, I think Jaden Daniels, the best way to describe him as a college football quarterback is he's someone who's going to keep you in a game. Like, that's the best way. He might, He doesn't win most of them, but – he, he keeps you in it. I mean, he threw for 200, ran for over 100. So, I mean, mm-hmm. he is the offense. And that's that's a good position to be in and a bad position to be in when it comes to stuff like that, where if he has a bad day, like, you're screwed. Yeah, 100%. And that was in the Pac-12. Now he's moving to the SEC. And not a, not a bad SEC. You got a shitload of good teams in the SEC right now. So, that's yeah. not going to go well for them. All right, good week of college football. We got week two next week. Excited for that. Let's dive into this NFL schedule. We've got first game uh, Thursday. We've got Bills at the Rams. Yeah, the Super Bowl team always hosts. So, Bills and Rams. Is this a Super great, Bowl preview? Great week one game. I'm super excited for that one. That'll uh, that should be an awesome game to watch. And hopefully, there's a lot of scoring because I've got a couple Rams on my team. How? How did NBC get this? I thought Thursday night was Amazon. Or does that start like mid-season? Fuck Amazon. We, we get it. <laughs> we, we Fuck get Bezos. <laughs> I think um... – No, I, I, I think this is what people want the Super Bowl to be. I just don't know if – because the AFC is absolutely loaded this year. That's going to be a tough road once you get to the playoffs for Buffalo. But, I mean, the, the Rams have a – pretty easy go at it i mean this is all preseason talk so mm-hmm. who knows how far that gets us but i think this is what the nfl wants the super bowl to be for sure 100 i think with the bills fan base and then the excitement that the the rams kind of bring i think it's an excellent excellent opening night game who played last year i forgot was it the bucks and the cowboys last year i'm pretty sure it was the bucks or and cowboys it- 
Was it I can barely remember last week. How am I supposed to remember last year who played Thursday night football to open up the season? Uh, here, I'll, I'll look it up. That's what I fucking pay you to. I pay you to know this shit when I can't think of shit off the top of my head. <laughs> Buffalo. Damn, I should just go to this game. LA's like three hours from me. Just say fuck it and go on Thursday. It was Cowboys Bucks. Oh, last year. Both of you need to apologize to me for remembering that. I'm good. No, thank you. So, who do you guys like? I like Buffalo in this game. I'm gonna go with I the like, Rams. I like I like Buffalo. I mean, this is Josh Allen's MVP year, so you got to start off. All right signs play. are pointing to Buffalo going the fuck off this year. I mean, all ESPN, everybody, Super Bowl favorites, Josh Allen MVP favorite. I think his money kicks in from his contract this year, so he start getting those fat checks, start balling out. Um, Matt Stafford, they say he's good. I guess we'll find out. But if he's anything under 100%, he's not going to – they're not going to win this game. Because even the Bills' defense is so much better than it was in the past. They've got everything right now. Yeah. This is the year. They need to ball out because it's going to get hard with the salary cap. And I think the the Chiefs are kind of in this position, too, where Mahomes' money started kicking in, and all of a sudden they couldn't pay people. They lose Tyreek Hill. Um, they're able to keep Kelsey. But, like, Juju Smith-Schuster is their number one receiver right now. So it's like eventually the salary cap is going to kick you in the nuts. You're not going to be able to perform. So this is like their window. Um, we got New Orleans and Atlanta starting off Sunday morning, 10 a.m., Jameis is all the way back. Atlanta, maybe one of the worst rosters in the league right now. What do you guys think? I'm that, going game with... starts at, that, that, that game starts at 1 p.m. I don't know what you're talking about. Game starts at 10 a.m. And uh, just for a note, this is Chris Evans' uh, former favorite team, the Atlanta Falcons. Um, not always a Cleveland Brown fan, but he did switch it up in his adult life. So let's, let's remind him about that. Are you going to pick your former team? Or are you going to pick the – Jameis Winston Saints to kick their ass. We're like guys that I love dogs too much. Okay. <laughs> no, the stand up Michael Vick. But uh, no, the Saints are going to take him to town, I think, because the Falcons just don't have shit. Um, they, they got Mar- Mariota as their quarterback. That's a real. Don't see. I don't see them doing anything um, this year again. I think that Atlanta's heading towards another top five draft pick, and it's going to be a couple years before they can recover. Yeah, I think they'd be a lot better if they had Calvin Ridley, obviously. But um, Drake London, hopefully he plays well. Kyle Pitts, hopefully he plays well. But other than that, like I don't know if I could name anyone on their defense. I don't know anyone on their line. I mean, it's it's hit and miss. I'm about to lose you guys right now, and then we'll jump on the other meeting. Okay. I'm just going to have it end naturally. How? what do you think about New Orleans and Atlanta? Uh, I think New Orleans is going to win this one. I think they're probably a four or five seed in the NFC right now. But I would like to see Drake London ball out, Kyle Pitts ball out. That would be sweet. Uh, so they can just kind of set them up, set themselves up for a top five pick next year. Though they have their guys at wide receiver and tight end. And uh, go pick quarterback and ride. Yeah, so I definitely like the Saints here. I like the Saints – Maybe not to win the NFC South, but to compete with the Bucks because they've beaten – I think they've beaten Tom Brady three out of the four times they've played in the regular season. Obviously, Brady beat them in the playoffs when they won the Super Bowl. But um, I think the Saints are kind of in the the Bucks' head. They'll definitely kill the Falcons this weekend. 
Cleveland, Carolina. Yeah. Let's talk about this one. Two brownies. What do we yeah. think about Carolina with no Deshaun Watson? I'm, I'm worried about it, honestly. You know, we're going to Carolina. I, I'm always going to be a Baker fan. I love the dude's attitude that he plays with. Um, and I still, part of me wishes that we wouldn't have made the trade to get Deshaun. But, you know, we got to move on from it. Um, Baker's going to come out fired up. And he doesn't have that many weapons there in Carolina. But McCaffrey, if he can stay healthy, that's an insane weapon for him. Mm -hmm. And then you got DJ DJ Moore. Moore. And Robbie Anderson's whatever. Robbie Anderson's fast, but that's about it there. Yeah. You know, it's – I think – it's going to be really dependent how our defense comes out. You know, we've got big names on our defense. We've got, you know, they've had a little bit more time to gel. I think that we could have a great defense this year and they need to be great because at least for the first 11 weeks, I don't see us having much of a passing offense. The running game is phenomenal, but if that's all we've got, then teams are just going to stack the box and it's going to be hard for us to accomplish much of anything. I am going to take Cleveland in this one. Top to bottom, Cleveland's roster is a thousand times better than Carolina's roster. The depth at different positions, um, especially like defensive line, even secondary, different things like that. I like Cleveland. They don't, Jacoby Brissett doesn't have to go out and throw for 350 and and four touchdowns. He's got to go throw, like we talked about, I think last pod, throw 10 good throws a game with the Jimmy Garoppolo situation. Same thing, go make 10 good throws. Um, Kevin Stefanski, I love what he did. Not last year, the year before when you guys beat us in the playoffs. Their offense was insane wait, that year. Wait. The run game. Absolutely not. This is my po- this is my podcast. I don't have to talk about it. But I like I like Cleveland this weekend. What happened? I you like Cleveland. You guys are breaking up like crazy. I don't know what's wrong. No, he is breaking up. It's you. It's your internet. Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's terrible. It's You're breaking unstable. out like <laughs> I don't know what's happening. It says move. it's unstable. Something's fucked up with your guys' internet over there. Yeah, it's that liberal <laughs> ass internet. It's because it's 112 outside. All right, I see oh. you guys again. I'm gonna have to cut the shit out of this because it's gonna be all unstable internet. No, but I like Cleveland this weekend. I like um, the defense. I don't like Carolina's offense. Cleveland, uh, Carolina's defense is whatever, but I trust the run game in Cleveland way more than anything Carolina's going to put out. So I still like the Browns this weekend. As Browns fans, are you guys taking the Browns? Gun to your head? Yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm taking the Browns for sure. I like the Browns. I'm going to try to find a Browns backer bar while I'm in Germany and uh, settle down and get drunk and watch Browns Super Bowl season start off on the right foot. Hell yeah. If uh, Pakistan had a Browns... Twitter page. I think Germany should have a Browns bar. Yeah. Pa- Pakistan, Iran, South Korea, Twitter page is all great. Yeah, Germany's, Germany's Browns backer bar is just in a gas chamber, though, so it's tough. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sick brag going to Germany this weekend, opening week of the NFL season. Yeah, it's whatever. That's very fascist of you. San Francisco, <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> Chicago's gonna suck dicks this year. I think Francisco be San Francisco will be good. What do you guys think? I, I like San Francisco in this game. Yeah, I see San Francisco handling that one pretty easily. Um, you know, Chicago, I, I 
I like to root for him because they've got Justin Fields at quarterback, but I just I don't see them accomplishing too much. Did Alec just leave? No, I'm here. I just um, shut my video off. Maybe it's taking up too much of the, the internet. Okay. Uh, I think this is going to be my episode of the week one. I think Chicago might come out and do something. And really? Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the feeling is. I think it's Trey Lance's first game not being at home. Uh, Jimmy G's still on the team too. Like, I that's a little bit of a weird vibe. Like, Jimmy G's going to travel and be there. And Trey Lance, I think he knows if he screws up once, like fans are going to be calling for his head. So I think he has a lot of nerves going into this week week one game. And with it being in Chicago, pretty good fan base there. I mean, I, I think this is upset at week one i'm not gonna pick chicago but you almost talked me into it just because it's the nfl any given sunday right but i don't know i feel like chicago they could be that franchise that starts hot too they've got a new coach justin fields is in his second year looking for second year quarterbacks to make a make a leap i think they got a couple of rookie receivers they're excited about um Trevor Lawrence isn't going to be the guy that takes the leap just because Jacksonville sucks so bad. Zach uh, Zach Wilson's already hurt. Trey Lance could be the guy. This could be a battle of second-year quarterbacks right here. But everything I've heard out of San Francisco's camp is that Trey Lance might lead the league in interceptions or he's like Patrick Mahomes. There's like no in-between. Yeah, that's that's what I'm hearing as well. That we got Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Uh, hate to do it, but I want to win this pick so – I'm going to take Cincinnati in this game. <laughs> it's a very smart pick. Yep. Um, they just named Mitch Trubisky the starting quarterback for the Steelers. He got voted team captain today by the team, and then they they named him starting quarterback like 10 minutes ago. Um, smart. Smart move. I like it. I um, Obviously, I would have wanted to pick it um, just because we spent the pick on him and everything like that, but we also spent the money on Trubisky to get him in there. Um, I think you go with the veteran – it's going to be one of those situations where, I mean, the first bad game, if we get blown up by the Bengals, we may never see Mitch Trubisky again. Um, it's just going to be one of those one of those situations where he's going to last until he plays like shit, and then it's Kenny Pickett's team. Um, I think they both played amazing in preseason, which made the decision very difficult. So I think this is the safer way to go for sure and not get Kenny out there rattled right away. Just get, get Mitch in there, see how he does, and we'll see what we are with Mitch. And then if it doesn't work, we'll just see who we are with Kenny Pickett. Yeah, I'm um, I'm going with Bengals as well. I just looked up the line for this game. It's a six and a half point game with the over under at forty four and a half. I think the Bengals might hit that by themselves. Jesus, <laughs> they beat the shit out of us twice last year, so that makes me think that we're gonna suck. That was with Bennett quarterback. I think our defense will keep it closer than that. I don't. I'm not gonna say we're gonna hold them to like fourteen points or anything, but I think our defense will will keep it a closer game than than that over. That's freaking. Is that that's kind of low for an over? That it's a very it's very low. I'm looking at all these other ones. Chicago 49ers are at 41. Let me see if there's any in the 30s this week. That would be a, a freaking miracle. I'm looking at them now, trying uh, to see. 41's the lowest I'm seeing. Jacksonville, Washington could be low scoring. 40, 41 and a half for the Browns Panthers, too. Evans, you riding Joe Burrow's nutsack? Former Buckeye, yeah. Did he ever throw a pass no, for the Buckeyes? I think, uh, 
Yeah, I think maybe back and back up time. Um, like, but um, but no, I mean Cincinnati's got a great team. You know, they've got they we talked about it before. They've got glaring weaknesses, but I think that their strengths are just going to overmatch what the Steelers can put out onto the field this week. The strength for the Steelers is the defense. I think Cincinnati's offense is going to be better than the Steelers' defense, and I just I don't see it being that close. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I I see Cincinnati winning by at least ten points. I'm not mad at that. Next, we got Philadelphia, Detroit. As much as Hard Knocks made us like the Lions, um, don't see them beating Philadelphia here. I think Philadelphia. I mean, they made the playoffs last year, but they could be one of the sneaky teams that makes a really big leap because the the East sucks. They could run through the East. Um, Jalen Hurts could have a great year. I think they'll smack Detroit around this weekend. I agree. I mean, I love the Lions now because Dan Campbell's the man and Hard Knocks, but I just Philly's got Philly's got a good amount of weapons offensively, and I don't know as much about their defense, but I think that Philly's going to come out and, and hang it on them. And I just don't know that Detroit is capable of being a come from behind team. I think that they have to be in dog fights in order to win it, and I don't think they're going to be able to keep it that close. Hundred percent. Yeah, I have I have the Eagles. I have the Eagles in this one too. This one is a four point spread, uh, so I would take the Eagles with that as. Well, this is also going to be Jordan Davis's first NFL game, and I am very excited to see how he translates to the NFL game because that man is a monster. He's going to be a man among boys for sure. It's a good matchup for him against Frank Ragnall week one. Um, moving on, we got Indianapolis yeah. at Houston. I mean, Houston probably with um, – who did I say earlier? I said someone had a shitty roster earlier. I forgot who it was. Atlanta. Houston and Atlanta are probably the two worst rosters in the league. Um, Matt Ryan. I like Indy's defense a lot. I think Matt Ryan, he's not going to be his MVP self, but I think he could um, still have good production. Could be a Kirk Cousins kind of player where he's not going to throw a ton of interceptions, um, but he'll be kind of consistent. What do you guys think about Indy or Houston? No, I'm, I'm taking Indy. It wasn't even a question. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I'll ever take Houston in a game this year, but no, I think Indy's going to be. I think they're going to be uh, all right this year. You know, obviously, I think Matt Ryan is an upgrade from Carson Wentz. Um, Wentz just doesn't seem to have it anymore, and I could be wrong. He could come out and put up a great year with the Commanders, but I just don't think Wentz has a lot left in the tank. But Matt Ryan, obviously, he's not going to be his former self, but the guy is smart. He knows what passes to make and what he can do with the ball. And I think, I think Michael Pittman Jr. is going to have a breakout year this year with Matt Ryan at quarterback. I think Pittman Jr. is going to put up numbies, and I think it's going to be a good offense for them. But I just I don't see them making a huge run, being a great team. But I see them being a good team that can upset some even better teams. Yeah, Michael Pittman, proud Trojan man. Fight on, baby. Next, we got New England and Miami. This could probably be one of the better games of the weekend. Um, what do you guys think about is New England falling off? Is Miami going to actually be good with all the weapons they brought in? What are the thoughts on this game? I think it's be a good game. I, I like this game. This one, this one's tough to pick, though, because you hear such conflicting things out of Miami about how Tua's doing in camp. 
Mm-hmm. Don't know what to expect, but I mean, they brought in so many weapons offensively for to find out if he's the guy. And then their defense is pretty good, but I mean, he's have Bill Belichick on the other side, which is always tough to pick against Bill. But I, I'm going to go with Miami on this one. Yeah, I'm Chris. rolling with Miami as well. Um, they've got the weapons there, like you said. Even if Waddle doesn't play, because I know he's questionable, um, they've still got other weapons there. And I just think that – I'm, I'm interested to see if uh, Mac Jones can repeat what he did um, with New England and see if he can come out and have another good year. Um, I, I'm not necessarily on the wagon with him that he is a good quarterback in the NFL. I think that he's got a great coach there that can scheme around his strengths but I don't think that he's necessarily a good quarterback. Um, I think Miami will come out, and I think they're, they'll probably win by at least a touchdown. They also don't have Josh McDaniels now. This is <laughs> yeah. this is new for the New England Patriots. So I was going to say that because they've adjust- got – That's a big adjustment for Mac to make too from going from one of the best offensive coordinators we've probably had in the last decade here in the NFL to having a failing head coach that was – a defensive coordinator for the Patriots formally calling plays. You literally took all the words out of my mouth. I was going to talk about how McDaniels is gone. Um, just reiterating all your points. I mean, we're going to see if this is, this is going to be the test. Is Mac Jones a good quarterback with a defensive coordinator as your offensive coordinator? Um, Belichick relied on McDaniels so heavily over the past. I mean, what it's been like 15, 20 years. He relied on him so much because Bill's obviously defensive minded. Um, we're going to find out. That's all I can say is we're going to find out. I also took Miami. I like Miami. It's, it's too, they're too flashy and too, too many weapons to, to think that New England's going to beat him this time around. I think Miami upset him week one last year too. That was when Damian Harris fumbled the ball in the goal line. So I like yeah. Miami. They, they randomly upset New England all the time. So I'm going to, I'm going to take that also. Baltimore and the Jets. Do we even need to really talk about this? I mean, we're all picking Baltimore to, to win or be two in the AFC North. The Jets are kind of hopeless. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Baltimore. Yeah, I think it's going to be an ugly one. That's not even the biggest spread of the week either. That's insane. No, I was going to I was gonna point it out is the Colts at Houston is an eight-point spread in favor of Houston. I mean, in favor of the Colts. Like, yeah, that's yeah. pretty wild to be going to a team's home field and be that big of a favorite. Because I think they say it's usually like a three, three-and-a-half-point swing, too. Yeah. yeah that's, that's nuts. Mm-hmm. NFL lines don't really get that big, though. I think the biggest one I saw last year was like a 15-point. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing like that this week. (laughs) That's two touchdowns. That's so many points. We're going to see that with Houston. We're going to see that with Houston later on in the year, though. Yeah, Yeah, they'll they'll go play. um, They'll play someone. They'll just be dog shit favorite or dog shit underdogs. Um, What else we got? Jacksonville. Or week 13. <laughs> when they play you guys against the yeah. Browns, <laughs> Deshaun's comeback game. Deshaun's gonna have eleven weeks of nut just built up in his sack, and he's gonna yeah. unleash hell. He's gonna get massaged so good that night. He already yeah. came on his back enough. He already hit up his ladies on Instagram for that weekend. <laughs> um, Jacksonville at Washington. We talk about Washington kind of sucking this year. Carson Wentz not being that great. They're still gonna handle Jacksonville. I feel like. Washington's defense needs to be what we thought it was going to be last year. They one of the best D lines in the game. 
Landon Collins yeah, is still back there. Is out. How long is he going to be out for? Because I know he tore his ACL. I think I saw. I think I saw four weeks, maybe. Hopefully, it's four weeks. Yeah, that's that'd be good. Um, I still like Washington just because. I mean, Jacksonville had back to back number one overall picks. It's hard to bet on that team for anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like Washington in this one, too. I think this is going to be a very close game and come down to the wire, though. Yeah, it's going to be something stupid. They're going to win in the last minute on a field goal. New York Giants at Tennessee Titans. I think Tennessee's a solid squad. I mean, New York's kind of helpless. Daniel Jones, I and mean, this is last year, kind of, are you good or not? You know, Brian Dable is there from Buffalo. I mean, he's going to be given every chance to succeed, and then if it's not in the cards, it's not in the cards, and they got to move on from here. I can answer that for you right now. No, he is not good. <laughs> yeah, I got I got Tennessee on Tennessee on this one, and I mean the the Giants got beat up in the preseason too. They lost. Thibodeau was probably the most notable one, mm-hmm. uh, but I think they lost like two offensive linemen as well in the preseason. So it's yeah. gonna be a rough go. And Andrew Thomas mm-hmm. there. You know, Tennessee just lost their yeah. not in this game. True. Yeah, the Giants lost. Um, no, the, the Andrew Thomas, I bet they wish he got hurt because that dude just sucks. And then Evan Neal's not even playing that well. He's their number one or their um, fifth overall, seventh overall pick from this year. We'll see about that. Um, Kansas City at Arizona. This might be a good game, but i for sure take Kansas City to win this. Uh, I'm actually going to roll with the Cardinals in this game. I really? think the Cardinals, yeah, I think the Cardinals are going to have a pretty decent year. Um, even with DeAndre Hopkins out for the first six games, I think that they've got so many weapons, and I think that it's going to be. I'm not saying he's going to struggle, but I think it's going to be an adjustment period for Mahomes not having Tyreek Hill because that's a guy where just no matter what, if you don't have a downfield option. Tyreek Hill is just running away from somebody on a slant or on a crossing route because nobody can keep up with that speed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's that safety valve that he had. I mean, obviously he's got other safety valves with, with Kelsey and uh, you know, we'll see who steps up as a receiver for him. But I think that I don't think he's going to struggle. I don't think it's going to be a blowout either way in this game, but I'm going to roll with the Cardinals in this one. I'm I'm going to go with Kansas City. I think this is probably going to be the game of the week. I think this will be the highest scoring game of the week. So if you have fantasy guys on either of these teams, play them. Uh, I think one big thing with Patrick Mahomes is everyone saying, what's he going to do without Tyreek Hill? Acting like the only reason he's been good the last few years is Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. So I think he's it's going to be that Michael Jordan uh, meme. I took offense to that. And I think he's going to ball out. But I think Kyler's going to ball out as well. Uh, we're going to have a high-scoring game that comes down to the end, but I have, I have the Chiefs uh, edging it out. I think Arizona could be maybe not good, but they could be decent this year. I think Kyler's going to play with a chip on his shoulder because of that whole contract dispute where they said he had to watch four hours of film per week, and that was like the the least amount of time anyone could have imagined an NFL quarterback actually watching <laughs> film. Um, I like the Chiefs. I think McCole Hardman, I don't, I'm not going to say he's Tyreek Hill, but I think Andy Reid probably puts him in a lot of similar situations that he put Tyreek Hill in. Um, Juju's got really solid hands, uh, decent route runner. Um, good catching over the middle. Hopefully um, he plays well. He's one of my favorite players still. But, yeah, I think the Chiefs 
they started very slow last year. Do you think that guy that could happen again? I think they were one and three or three and five, something like that last year, and then they ended up running away with it. I think their defense is better than it was last year. So I think that's going to help them out a lot, especially losing Tyreek Hill. Uh, they're also talking about Sky Moore. I think he was Western Michigan, mm-hmm. possibly stepping up into the role. It's not going to be immediate, yeah. but I, I think they have weapons. <laughs> they might start slow, but their defense is actually going to keep them in games this year, the years past. So it'll be interesting to see how they do, because I think they're still like second or third favorite in Super Bowl, Super Bowl odds. Well, I'm looking at the Chiefs' schedule right now, and it's a tough one to start. I mean, they've got at Cardinals, home against the Chargers, at the Colts, who, you know, we don't know about this year, at the Buccaneers, home against the Raiders, and then home against the Bills. Like, that's a pretty tough stretch. Chargers next week's a Thursday night game. That's uh, Yeah, that's on Amazon. I'm looking at it right now. That is an amazing (laughs) game for Amazon to pull pull for their first game ever. Hell, yeah. No, that's a – thinking about it now, that's a tough schedule because they won the um, AFC West last year, so they got to play – all they gotta play six Gosh. games against the best division, in my opinion, and then they gotta play Buffalo. They gotta play Tennessee. They'll have to play um, Cincinnati, and then I don't know who they're playing in the NFC. But the Cardinals, decent. They're playing the Buccaneers, decent. A lot of good stuff. Uh, Vegas at Chargers, big AFC West showdown to start the start this year. I yeah, like the I've Chargers. Said it before. Yeah, I, I've said it before. I think Derek Carr is going to have an, just a monstrous year this year with the weapons that he's got. Devontae Adams coming over. Darren Waller's a stud. Has he resigned? Um, Who? He's, no. Waller. He Waller he's, been, he's been holding out. No, you're right. I don't think he has. How did I not know about this? Yeah, he's been holding out. But I, I, think, I think he's going to sign right before. I think it was just I'm going to miss training camp this year. Hold out. Yeah. yeah. But – I'm not going to take the Chargers in this game. I mean, I'm not going to take the Raiders in this game because the Chargers are, I think, I think they're the real deal. But I think it's going to be a high-scoring game here as well. Um, the Chargers have a better defense, but I still think that the weapons that Oakland, or I mean, I'm sorry, Las Vegas has, I think that's going to allow them to at least keep into the game with the Chargers. I like the Chargers to win this game. I don't like them to win the division. I think I'm going to take Denver in that division, but um, the Chargers, it's weird, man. They they had one of the most talented rosters last year. They were playing awesome. They missed the fucking playoffs last year. Like the Steelers got in over them. The Raiders got in over them. Look how talented that roster was with Eckler, Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams playing well, Bosa on defense. They added Khalil Mack this year. Um, Rayshon Slater was great on the offensive line. I think they have the Packers' former Pro Bowl center, um, Lindsley. They have... Um, Derwin James, they've got a slew of weapons on both sides of the ball and they missed the playoffs last year. And that's always been their freaking thing is they always have a talented roster. They miss the playoffs. So they lose first round. They have the number one seed. This was a long time ago, so it's not super relevant, but um, they had the number one seed when Phillip Rivers um, was the quarterback. They ended up losing the first round in the playoffs that year. I think they were like 14 and two. They, it just seems like they blow it. And I know everyone says that about the Browns, but the Chargers like sneaky, they just blow it. They shit the bed all the time. And that's why I feel yeah. they're not going to win the division this year because of that, because of that cloud over their head that they shit the bed. They don't follow through. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking the Chargers in this one too. 
these these are, to my knowledge, the two most recent relocated teams. So it'll be interesting to see what that stadium looks like because the Chargers don't have a fan base in LA yet. So I wouldn't be surprised if all the old Oakland Raider fans make their way down. So it could be almost a home field advantage for the Raiders in this one. But I, I still like the Chargers. That defense is going to destroy that offensive line that the Raiders just quite frankly don't have. Yeah, how about <laughs> how about the Raiders cutting Leatherwood this Leatherwood. year? Who was their first <laughs> round pick last year? Or second round pick, whatever it was. Uh, I think it was seven, two years ago. It was, yeah. Yeah. He was 17th overall, I believe. The um, that is an awesome point that you made, How about their fan base. That's why they left San Diego. The yeah, fan base that, was dog shit. And Chris knows exactly what I'm talking about because we went to a Browns game in San Diego and it was mostly Brown fans. Yeah, <laughs> I was just going to mention that. Well, and also, it's another good thing that they moved because that stadium is the worst one I've ever been to. They demolished it. They, they, um, bunch of stadiums. <laughs> it was didn't go to Oakland. Didn't go to Oakland. Yeah, true. Notoriously, for being the just, worst. It ever. seems like almost even their their home games are away games because it was San Diego and now the LA Chargers. You've hmm. got um, Jacksonville is another one that stands out. Jacksonville has no fan base whatsoever, and they're still mm-hmm. get fans there. What were they? Ninety eight, ninety seven. They were an expansion team. Mm-hmm. They're one of the newest ones. I think the Texans might be the newest, but yeah. No, the um, the, they left San Diego because that, that stadium was old as dog shit. I was actually at that last game in that stadium, and here we go bringing it up again, but it was USC-Iowa in the Holiday Bowl was the last game in that stadium, and then they demolished it, and they just um, opened up the new stadium. Ah, what a memory. <laughs> Stop fucking laughing. <laughs> I'm going to have to shit my pants a thousand times. So you that stadium wasn't Iowa. the only thing to get <laughs> That stadium wasn't the only thing they demolished that game. It demolished my spirit. But yeah, no, <laughs> shitty fan base. I went to a Monday night football game there. It was Steelers versus Chargers. Um, Michael Vick was our quarterback, of all people. Um, but it was like, I want to say 90% Steelers fans. And that's how these games are. And I was going to go to that game in L.A. last year, Steelers-Chargers. Um, I had a couple buddies that went. They said it was mostly Steelers fans. I think they said it was like at least 60 70% Steelers fans. And then um, I think my baby was due the next day or she ended up being born the day before. So I'm glad I didn't go to that game, but moving on, we got green Bay, Minnesota. Is Aaron Rodgers going to continue being Aaron Rodgers, or has he lost too many weapons? It's going to be tough. And this used to be Travis's favorite team. You called me out for being Falcons fan, but this was Travis's favorite team for a long time. The Pat Rogers, obviously. I feel like, you know, he is still going to put up big numbers. He's still going to do crazy things that he does. But it's it's going to be tough for him to find out who that that safety valve is for him because Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league. You know, how do you replace mm-hmm. that? You know, they got to have multiple guys step up to be able to put up the numbers that Devontae did. And who that's going to be, I don't oh, think anybody if, really if knows. If Willie were right here, now. he would tell you. Who if Willie were here, it would be <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings himself, Alan Lazard. But, and I, I like Lazard. He's a big guy. He's a good receiver. But we'll see if he can really, you know, take that next leap into being, you know, a number one type guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking the Packers on this one. I think 
it's going to surprise a lot of people. I don't think uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to have over 300 yards passing, and I think they're going to rely on their run game. Uh, Minnesota's a very much improved team. Uh, Packers greatly improved their defense this offseason. But, yeah, I just don't know if Kirk Cousins has the the arm power to really outshow Aaron Rodgers. So no, definitely not. Going, going with the Packers. Something that surprises me is doing all these fantasy drafts is that the Packers have a surprisingly highly rated defense. So I wonder if that's mm-hmm. a sign of something to come. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers can be Aaron Rodgers. They've got two great running backs. They've got Thunder and Lightning with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon is a fucking animal, dude. Um, I like Green Bay. He, maybe he doesn't throw for 5,000 yards this year like he usually does, but I mean, it, I think it's still going to be good. Um, Tampa Bay at Dallas, a rematch of last week one game. Sunday night football, we got Tampa Bay, Dallas. What do we think? As much as I hate the Cowboys, I think I'm going to take the Cowboys in this game. Um, what? Yeah, I am. Whoa. Uh, they're at home. Tampa Bay's coming back. And I know Brady is Brady, but maybe his plastic surgery acts up and he doesn't play right the first week. You know, who knows? But I'm going to go – I'm gonna. that's going to be my upset. You know, I think every week – there's going to be some kind of crazy game that you don't expect to, to happen. And this might not be it. I could be dead wrong. The Buccaneers are a great team, but I am, uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys this game in week one at home, primetime game. I'm glad your upset of the week was a point and a half spread. Really risking it all there on that one. <laughs> the money line, the money line's almost even as well. Is it really? It's plus one. It's plus one hundred five for the, the Cowboys. So Fuck man, it. really, really going out on a limb there. Put all my chips on the line here. <laughs> Put a hundred down to win five dollars. Uh, I I like Tampa in this one. Uh, I think the Cowboys are one of those teams that uh, they're not great until proven otherwise, and it's hard to bet against Tom Brady, and they. Really, <laughs> a wide receiving core that was already ramped up. From my knowledge, unlike so, I'm I'm taking Tampa in this one, even with the the big underdog threat that Chris. Chris well, <laughs> I know that the spread. I know that the spread doesn't prove it. But look at it on paper. Everybody thinks the Buccaneers are going to win this game. Yeah. So the spread is only a point and a half, and I get that. But nobody's going to pick the Cowboys in this one, even though it's at home. Everybody thinks, you know, Tom Brady coming back. Buccaneers have a good team. Nobody's expecting the Cowboys to win. I guess it's not an upset of the week, but it's that's my upset that I think is going to happen this week is that I think the Cowboys are going to come out and beat the Bucks against all odds because nobody's going to pick goddamn up. balls on the table for Chicago Bears. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that's because you're trying to get Big Cat to recognize you, you fucking cocksucker. Oh, I, <laughs> I guess I didn't really pick an upset of the week. I think I thought Miami was kind of my upset of the week, but that spread's probably closer than the uh, than the Bucks and the Cowboys. What's the spread on that one? <laughs> Uh, I'm looking it up right now. I think it was three point five. It's a three. It's a three. Yeah. So that's. I mean, three is pretty much even when you take away home field advantage. So mm-hmm. it should be a good game, though. If I have to pick an upset of the week, I'm going to say fuck it and um, pick Minnesota to beat Green Bay. I don't know if I'll pick it in this app, but that'll just be my upset of the week. <laughs> you just picked it. 
literally it's the same exact odds as what Chris just did. <laughs> <laughs> plus one oh five money line. Hell yeah. <laughs> so hey, they, they're really those down are on the two Packers. Home dogs, though. Those are two home dogs. Yeah, I guess the like you said, I mean it's a three point swing for a home. Yeah, suck my dick, Travis. <laughs> I, I brought up wash. the point. I'm telling you, when you leave for Europe, you better come home and wash all your sheets because I'm farting constantly <laughs> on your pillows. I hope you get pink eye that fucking swells shut. Jesus. I want it. Let's dive into our Monday night game. Michael Scott walking around the apartment. I can see what they kind of did with this Monday night game. They're trying to do the, the Super Bowl rematch from a while ago, but um, it's nowhere near what it was. Denver and Seattle. Russell Wilson revenge game against Pete Carroll. Do we even need to talk about this? Or are we just going to assume that Denver's going to beat the absolute breaks off of Drew Locker, Geno Smith, whoever it is? No, Seattle's going to get destroyed. It's going to be so bad. Geno Smith is the starter, they already said. And oh, is he? I just don't yeah. think it's going to be close. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be close at all. Seattle I mean, didn't deserve this. Russ, Russ is going to come in. <laughs> no, Russ is going to come in. He's got He's got good weapons there. He's got, uh, I mean, obviously he doesn't have a DK type player, but he's got good, he's got better overall, like, I guess more weapons is what I should say. He's got more weapons in Denver than what he had when he was in Seattle. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's just going to be an ugly game. I think that it's going to be over pretty quick. And I think that Denver is going to end up running the ball a ton just to eat up the clock. Yeah. For sure. Broncos nation. Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> it's yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, you, you can't not go with the Broncos on this one. I mean, even with – it's a six-point spread. You think they would at least put it at like seven and a half. I don't understand Jeez. how it's only six. Like I can see winning that by 17 at least. Yeah, the over-under is at 43 for this one. <laughs> and I mean, I, I think Denver's going to pour it on. When's the last time Russell Wilson's had this many weapons? Yeah. Five, six years, something like that. Yeah, because what's he got? He's got Cortland Sutton. He's got Jerry Judy. Um, he's everybody's picking that tight end to be one of the breakout fantasy performers this year yeah. because he's got Russell Wilson. Oh yeah, they, that's weird. Okwabunam or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah however you pronounce it. <laughs> then, but uh, Noah Fant's gonna be like this Squidward meme watching a. Uh, SpongeBob and Patrick play. It's gonna, it's gonna be him up in this Squidward's house watching the Broncos because that sucks. Because Noah Fant's probably a top five, six tight end in the NFL. He's good. He's an athlete. Awesome. There could have been so many better games they put on Monday Night Football as opposed to Denver and Seattle. That's unbelievable. The Chargers Raiders. I feel like they always play on on a Monday Night to open the season. But I mean. Even Green Bay, Minnesota, they could have put so many different games in this spot, and they chose to do freaking Denver, Seattle. I guess they're just yeah, highlighting well, Russell Wilson on a new team. Yeah, well, the Chargers have the Thursday night game, and I'm pretty, I, I imagine Amazon got their pick at the first game. <laughs> so I'm sure that I'm sure that shape the like prime time schedule for this upcoming weekend. For sure. All right, that's all I got, guys. You guys have anything you want to add? Well, that's all I got too. No, I'm, oh yeah, I'm good. Thanks for hopping on for the holiday weekend. You guys got any sign off lines? Go Iowa. Yeah, I can't even say go Iowa. They put up seven points uh, with no touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, 
I, I don't have a sign off. No. <laughs> all right. Thanks for hopping on, guys. Love always remember. No Iowa sucks. <laughs>